0: John Scott
1: the man. John Scott the family man. Thank you for listening to Drop the Gloves with John
0: Scott. Whoa. Yeah. Welcome everybody to Drop the Gloves with John Scott. You might notice I'm in a better mood this morning than usual. And the reason is Tim's gone. My wife's here. Say hi, honey. Hi. Yeah. It, it's, it's the best co-host I've ever had. So I, I'm in a chipper mood. It's, it's a Friday morning and I can't be, uh, I couldn't be more happier. The reason Tim's gone is, you know, Tim, he likes to get his weekend started early. So he usually takes Friday off and Monday off and just blows it out. And he's, he's four days off the grid camping somewhere in Montana. So I got lovely Mrs. Scott cruising around and we are going to just, we're going to do a throwback. <clears throat> today and I, I chose chose one and I'll get to that in a second but honey how's it going it's going good I said a shower no kids are up it's good it is funny how when you have a, a gaggle of kids the only privacy you get is if you wake up super early so I think your alarm went off at like 530 five o'clock yeah, yeah. and it's like you are almost excited to get up because you can get up there's this not uh, for those of you who have kids you notice there's just a constant noise that just permeates throughout the house, no matter where you are. You can be upstairs, downstairs, outside, in the car, in the bathroom with the door locked and crying, and you can hear the noise.
1: It's a lovely noise, but it's nice to have a break.
0: It is a lovely noise, but it is a noise nonetheless, and it's weird to wake up and to just have no noise and to just... Did you hear that? You didn't hear anything. Yeah, because it was nothing. It's It's just a really strange, you know... Place to be, especially in this little house of ours that we're living in now. It's a quaint little chalet house. It's got you know, it's it's very cozy. I think the realtors would call it these days. But anyway, so um, I sent out a tweet yesterday about um, the players being in a tough position about this this decision they have to make with the season coming up the money they owe the stuff the league is saying Gary Bettman keeps pressing this issue of the players are going to owe this massive bill when are we going to get this money the owners are probably pressing him it's they're probably saying hey when are the players going to pay this money you know we we have to you know Meet our deadlines. We have to, you know, get our ourself set. Tax season is around the corner, and we want to, you know, get this thing buttoned up. And we have a feeling that players are just going to leave us with this big tab for years and years and years to come. And Gary's he's concerned about the the game, so he's like, "Well, are we going to have a flat cap for five six years? That's not going to be good good for the game either." So there is this little tug and war that's happening in the media. And I, and I, I really, really despise this when instead of just going behind closed doors and talking like men and just kind of hashing this out and getting it figured out, they just go in the media and try to improve their stance with the fans because that's what it's all about. It's it's how do the fans perceive you? And that's, that's, who's going to win the argument. If if the fans are all over Bettman they just start this massive pressure on him to say, lay off, you know, they already signed a CBA, Gary will back off. And he, he'll get that. And he'll just go, okay, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, love the NHL, love me. But if the fans kind of side with Gary and say, you know what? The players make too much money. They're spoiled brats. They should, you know, pony up a little bit. We wouldn't we, we want a flat cap for five years. We want competitive hockey and money and players getting signed. And we want exciting stuff. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And I did get a lot of responses to my tweet about um, what's going to happen. Some people were, were exactly on Gary's side saying these players are spoiled. They should be happy to play hockey in the NHL. It's a lifelong dream. They should do it for free. And other players were more um, logical. You know, they said players work their whole lives to get to this position, and the average career is only three years. And so, if you eliminate one of those years, you are basically eliminating a third of your contract. What would you say, honey? If if the fans wanted me to take a twenty, thirty, forty percent pay cut going into this year, um, I wouldn't like it. But don't don't most Isn't the NHL the worst CBA agreement? It is one of the worst in all sports because we have a hard cap. We have an escrow system that limits the owner's culpability. So basically the owners don't lose any money. The players pony up all the losses. And that's why during this lockout, they lost hundreds of billions of dollars. And it's going to lose more this year. So the owners are getting a little antsy. It's like, well, you guys are going to owe us $600 billion. How are we going to get that back to us? They just have to take a hit. Everybody's losing money. And from just a family perspective, every year that your husband plays is wearing his body. So I always look at it like that. And I think that just plays into my idea where I would just take this year off. If, if I'm a player and I'm 28, 29, I'm in my prime. I'm not going to risk going out there, getting an injury when I'm only making 50% of my salary and then ruining my career, ruining my earning potential. I, trained and prepared for 20 years to have this small window to make a lot of money as fast as I can as much as I can and I know that sounds strange because it's an insane amount of money but when you think about it if, if there's a 22 23 year old kid who's a third round fourth round draft pick he probably plays in the league four years he makes a million dollars those four years that's that's a good salary but then he doesn't do anything for the next 40 50 years so it might seem sexy. This kid's loaded. He's driving a great car. Look at him. He's got everything figured out. He will be out of the league at 28, 29, 30. He won't have any income after that. For the most part, I'm generalizing. Some players set themselves up. You know, they go to school. They're smart with their stuff. But on the most, most of the kids are, you know, major junior players in Canada. They have no college degree. Not that you need a college degree to make money these days. There's lots of great jobs in the trades. So if, if, if I ever have a boy have a boy, I know I'm going to get some hate for that because I have six girls. I don't want my girls underneath the house doing plumbing or wiring anything, but anyways, that's a whole nother ball of wax. I just think you have to be realistic and these players want to make money, but they also want to play. So you gotta be smart. If it's not able to make money this year, just do the smart thing and kind of just, you know, punt on this year, play next year, come back, you know, dust yourself off, bandage yourself up and say, well, we'll get, we'll get back at them next year. Or even start the year early, start the year in July, have have the Christmas off, get a vaccine, get everybody safe, where you can get fans in the stands. That's what we need. We need butts in the seats to get some money going, get the owners happy, get the players happy, limit the losses on the players level. So we can get this game where it once was before the pandemic. So anyways, That's my little spiel. I'm sure we'll get back to that next week. But anyways, I wanted to touch on anything else, honey, you want to bring up? Um, I was just thinking about how hockey really isn't a TV sport. It isn't? No. Why is that? It's just such a live sport to be at. It's just very exciting. When I'm at a football game, I feel like it's almost better on TV. I agree. I think you hit the nail on the head there where if you go to a baseball game or a football game, you're bored for 80% of the game. And I, I read a stat somewhere along the way where if you have a football game that's four hours long, the actual playing time of a football game is something insane, like six or seven minutes of actual time where the players are moving and the ball is in motion. It's only like six or seven minutes of a four hour, four hour extravaganza. So football is way, way better on tv and we've been to a handful of football games me and my wife and my wife and i excuse me working on the kids grammar and i always say me and my wife or me and my kids and we're really trying to like stress this to the kids it's ava and i it's my wife and i so i'm like the worst culprit with that so i gotta check myself but anyways yes hockey is better live and when you take that away from fans like i was telling tim last episode it doesn't do well it it the casual fans aren't going to come back. They need to see the speed. They need to see the contact. They need to see the passion. They need to just see all that energy that goes into a hockey game because it's, it's something to behold when you can see 40 players orchestrating shifts and passes and hits and plays and everybody's doing it at top speed. It's pretty amazing. What makes it worse is when you throw a 6'8 goof out there who just doesn't know what's going on and just ruins everything. But luckily, I'm out of the league anymore. not anymore, so – it's just poetry in motion now. But anyways, moving on. I wanted to go back to Rasmus Ristolainen's interview because, A, he's he's a really, really outspoken kid. He doesn't kind of pull his punches. He just says what he he means and wants to say, which is very rare in today's hockey. Everything's always filtered and watered down and, you know, passed through four or five handlers and the publicist, and that's the message you get. But he kind of just says what he what he thinks, and it's very, very refreshing. And I always... I always just feel bad for Rasmus around this time of year because this season's starting. There's always this hope for Buffalo Sabres fans, and Rasmus is a big part of that team. But there's always a trade rumors, and I i had never understood it. Where you have this six foot four, massive defenseman who can play the power play, play the penalty kill, log the big minutes. Mind you, he's not an overly offensive player, but at six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds, throwing his body around the way he does, he, you don't expect him to be. I, I liken him to a Rob Blake. Where he's just a calming influence back there, and he he can do a lot of things offensively. So I don't understand why there's always these contract or um, trade talks surrounding him to start the season because he's on a really manageable contract. I think he has two years left at five million dollars, which for a one A defenseman, maybe he's not a one A, maybe a one A 1A- minus or a one B. That's a pretty dang good deal when you look around the league and look at these contracts the defensemen are getting. So I don't understand it, but I feel bad for the guy because he he signed this deal. You get some. You know, you just get some, what's the word I'm looking for? We're we're in the same place for a long time. Security. You get some security. You think you're not going anywhere. And then for the last three years, all he has to look at every start of the season and every trade deadline is Rasmus is going to get traded. And it's just like, come on, like either, you know, trade me or not. I'm tired of this. I'm a really, really good defenseman. You guys are lucky to have me at the contract I have. So I wanted to go back and talk to Rasmus because it's happening again. They're talking about the Buffalo Sabres. They signed Taylor Hall. They have Jack Eichel. They have Reinhardt. They have the pieces. And they're like, what do we need to do to, you know, get to that next level? Let's trade Rasmus. It doesn't make any sense. So, anyways, let's go back. We talk to Rasmus, talk about our playing days together, talk about what he thinks of all the trade rumors and how he kind of deals with it back in his hometown over there in Finlandia, the Finnish Norse god he is, Rasmus ristalainen <laughs> I don't think my wife just asked if it would be to put a fire under him. Maybe for one year, it, you know, it just kind of throw out a rumor, but they've done it for the last 3 years where it's just kind of getting old. And I don't understand it because he is such a good defenseman. When I was there we had him and Nikita Zadorov and they were both really 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 good defensemen. And they're they ruin Zadorov and now they're ruining Rasmus. It's like a, a happy player plays really good, he wants to play for the team. A player who doesn't think you want him doesn't play as good. He plays for himself, and he does selfish things to get his own stats so he can get the next contract. So I don't get it, Buffalo. Figure it out. Stop trying to trade your good players. Get rid of Skinner. He's he's a waste of a $10 million contract. But anyways, um, I hope you enjoy the show. We'll be back next week with Tim, maybe on Monday, or maybe Danielle. This was, like, great. One kid is up, just so you know. During this podcast, one kid woke up, and it's our lovely Eleanor, our newest addition. So she's she's our favorite. Don't tell the other ones. Right, Eleanor? All right, everybody. I hope you have a good weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Cheers. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Finally, uncle, business across the globe are challenged to be more efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, the whole world, with more total visits than any other job sites. According to comscore.indeed Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike the other sites, indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay what you need, you can pause at any time, there's no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. That sounds unreal. If you need someone to do a job, just say someone to edit your videos, someone to take care of your social media sites. You want someone who has your best interests at heart, not someone who's going on dates all the time exposing themselves to people with COVID. I don't know, do they someone you work with? Indeed.com gets rid of all that stuff. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire offer is valid through december 31st terms and conditions apply Ooh, football is back and it's in full swing you might not be at the game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's blue wire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. The holidays are here, everybody. Have you guys made your wish list yet? Have you? Well, guess what? Our sponsor has the number one wished for gift of the year. Manscaped. They are the best grooming company in the world. And they are here to ensure you take care of yourself, especially with their new Manscaped product. Do you have nose hair? Do you have ear hair? I know I do. And it is a problem. My kids constantly go, Dad, what's on your ear? What is that thing? Oh, it's just my disgusting ear hair, honey. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it with some scissors. Oh, I cut my ear off. Has that ever happened to you? Well, guess what? Manscaped has your back. They have the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. It's waterproof. It has a 9,000 RPM motor. It has a 360 degree rotary dual system blade. It's insane. You're in luck, fellas, because this year Manscaped has the ultimate men's hygiene bundle And it makes perfect sense. And it makes the perfect gift. Get one for your dad. Get one for your brother. Get one for your uncle. Get one for yourself. Don't have anybody buying your gifts. Wrap it up. Put it under the tree. Put your name on it. You'll feel special in the morning. Trust me. It works every time. So right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code JOHNSCOTT20. It's all one word. JOHNSCOTT20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use code John Scott 20. What are you waiting for? Go whack that ear hair and nose hair, fellas. Make Santa proud. The gloves. The gloves. The gloves. John Scott. Risto, Risa Lion, and star defenseman for the Buffalo Sabres, entering the podcast with yours truly, John Scott. Risto, how's it going, buddy?
1: Uh it's going good, you know. some enjoying summer back home, working hard and uh, playing little golf.
0: Always working hard. I was creeping on your Instagram yesterday and every picture is you shirtless pushing a tire around, lifting weights. What's going on? What happened? <sighs> you used to be my little little soft pudgy teenager. Now you're like a rock hard heartthrob. What are you doing over there in Finland?
1: Yeah, no, I know. I kind of like uh like working out. We have a Good group of guys here and, uh, and a great trainer, and uh, I own a gym with my trainer too, so I kind of got into the summer training a lot.
0: Well, I guess it makes it easier to train when you own the gym, so that helps out a lot. Is it an outdoor gym? I saw all the pictures are outside. Is that what it is? No, most of the pictures are, you know, when,
1: when I've been traveling. It was actually from that picture was from Spain. Me and my coach were
0: there for for a week. Just working out in Spain?
1: Yeah, I kind of like it. I, that's kind of my, most my, uh like vacations during the summer. I go somewhere nice, warm. You know, I train a little bit, rest a little bit.
0: I'm oh actually going to,
1: I'm, I'm going to Mykonos next week. And same thing, they're going to be training and, you know.
0: Is that in Greece? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The life of, how old are you now? 23, 24. 24 turning 25. Oh, my gosh. What a life you lead. 24 years old going on vacations to work out. Unbelievable. Playing some golf. Lucky, lucky kid. So the reason we're talking is I was telling a story last week or a couple weeks ago on my podcast, and something popped into my head, and I was like, wait a minute. When I was in Buffalo, Risto attacked me with a jockstrap, and I had to defend myself, and I accidentally choked him out in the stick room. <laughs> and I just wanted to break it down because this this happened on a random day, right? It, was it? I don't think it was yeah. in training camp. I think the season has started. And
1: yeah, I think so too. I, I remember it very well too.
0: Was it after practice or before? I can't even remember.
1: Oh, it was. It was after practice. I don't know why I did it, but I don't. I so guess. It, w- it, was a it was a used. Funny, but- it
0: was a used jock. <laughs> yeah. So Fully practiced <laughs> yeah. in jock and you decided to go up to the biggest guy in the team. What were you thinking? Did anybody put you up to it? That's what I uh, want to know. No,
1: no, it's just came on my mind. I kinda I guess I was walking kinda towards the uh, bathrooms and I kinda came back and you were kinda like standing on my way or something, so I kinda like thought I was gonna do something funny, but you know, <laughs> I never I didn't really think too much, you know, I just what came up on my mind I do it.
0: That is really funny. So you saw your jockstrap, and you saw my nose and mouth, and you thought, oh, baby, we're going to make these two meet." I,
1: I did it kind of from behind, and I, I don't know if I tried to aim in your your face, but that's where it hit.
0: Oh, it hit me right. Luckily, I wasn't talking, or my tongue would have hit it because you got me right on the mouth, and I was like, what is happening? And I turned around, and I see you giggling and running away, and I'm yeah, not going to oh, yeah. take that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I, I grabbed you from behind and I, I managed to get you pretty good under the neck with my arm.
1: And then yeah, the next thing yeah, I you, knew... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I actually remember the whole thing. I, <laughs> it's kind of weird. But yeah, UK, we, we, I was running away from you and then we met at the stick room and I stopped running and then you like grabbed me and you told me, hey, let me show you one thing you can use. And then you kind of like started choking me and then you told me, like, tab, when you when it's too much, but I didn't have time to tap. It was fucking hard right away. And I was done. I was cold.
0: And so what I remember is I grabbed you and I was choking you and I was like, yeah, tap once you're going to go out and your and body yeah, just something. went completely limp in my hands. And I was like, Oh, oh no, yeah, right away. And I don't think anybody was in the room. And so I rolled you on your side cause you started to choke on your tongue a little bit. And I was like, Oh my gosh. God, yeah. And then this trainer came in. Oh, what's his name again? Willie. Not Georgie. Willie came in. He's like, what is going on? And I said, I don't know. I think I killed Risto. And <laughs> finally you came too, And I was so scared because you were a stud first round pick. Number what? Eight or nine overall. So the team was number eight. Sorry. Eight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get traded or sent down or cut because I just like choked this kid out in the stick room because I, I think it was pretty early in the year but we were comfortable with each other comfortable enough for you to feel a, oh, yeah, a jock in face but yeah what, what a uh, that was such a weird 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 day I would never had heard of somebody being choked out in an NHL locker room so we might have been the first man we might have yeah, made I history I
1: know. yeah I guess and then you never went I'd near been me been the rest, the rest, the rest of the year. year
0: that's right and so have you ever done that to anybody else since then
1: no, I haven't tried it yet. Might need to pull it up, wake the guys up next year.
0: No, I don't think you'll have a problem with that. I think the GM woke everybody up this off season with all the moves he's been doing. Holy moly. What are you what do you think about that? You guys got Johansson, you got Skinner resigned, you got Vessi, you got Montor, Miller. That this kid from Finland, do you know him, the Yoki Haru? Uh
1: I don't actually really know him. He's kinda a little younger than I am, and I just saw him in the World Championships I was watching on T V and they ended up playing pretty well, so,
0: nice. so it was what...
1: nice to get some uh, more Finnish guys in.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's not nice. We do, You want to limit the number of Finns on your team always because they just they create trouble. They're troublemakers in Finland.
1: Yes. You no know, hard workers. Hard workers, honest team guys.
0: Are they really? I guess I played with a yeah. few my first year with Koivu and Miettinen and all those guys. They were hard workers, but pff. I think you're, the max you can have is two. That's it. All
1: right. That works.
0: What's Billy Lena? Was he a Swede or was he a Finn?
1: He's Finn. He's Finn.
0: Oh, see, that just bucks the trend of hard workers because Billy did not like to work hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he liked to play was guitar. a little different, but we, we still keep in touch and I, I like him. Uh, he, he was a great, great help for me my first year when I get to Buffalo and now he's running his uh, Billy business here in Finland. Yeah, it's actually getting huge.
0: Is it really? I need to get some more Billy Bano gear. That was good it's stuff. It's really, actually. it's
1: really, it's getting really big.
0: Yeah. If, if you haven't heard of it, Billy Lano's clothing line is called Billy Bano, which I don't know why he went with the Billy Baino. I guess Billy Lano rhymes with Billy Bano. So, anyways, yeah, check it out. Rasmus is its sponsor, spokesperson, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: He pays you the big bucks to wear the clothes?
1: No, unfortunately not. Well,
0: tell him to get on that. But, anyways, back to Buffalo. New coach. Have you talked to him yet? What do you think? Kruger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He called me uh, a few weeks ago and he, I mean, I have had so many new coaches every season. We have a new one and, you know, they all feel nice. And so, so did he, I mean, he seems like a good coach. He has a lot of experience from different jobs, different leagues and uh, nationalities. So I think, uh, Like, we are a young team, so we need some uh, experience. So
0: I think a little stability. I I was actually thinking about that before the interview. It's like, you've probably had, what, four or five coaches in your first five or six years in the NHL. And for a young kid, that's hard. All these new systems, and you don't have any stability. Yeah. And it's constantly – that's the one – yeah, it's not easy to play in that system or in that organization because – when I was there, it was your first year, and we had, I think, three GMs that year, two or three coaches, oh, yeah. a new president.
1: Oh, yeah. It was just crazy. Oh, yeah.
0: And it hasn't really settled down. You went through Murray, and you had Phil Housley, and you had all these other guys. So I hope this works out for the Savers. Kruger's a good coach from what I've heard. He's got some experience. But, hey, man, it can only get better from last year after the second half of the year. You guys really yeah,
1: can't really get any worse than that. So,
0: Well, I think my first year there with you was – was pretty bad. I think that's how it gets worse, Risto.
1: Personally, it was my first year, so I was just excited to be in the NHL and living the dream and, you know, try to make name for myself. And, you know, first two, three years, they were, you know, they went pretty quick. But now last few years, they've been really rough. Actually, I want to win and, you know, get the playoffs. And, you know, it's been rough years, but I believe it's a bright future ahead.
0: It's turning around. I think so, too. I think the last few years, you guys have added some pieces. You got Eichel, Akposo, hopefully gets back to being healthy, Skinner, all those guys. You're trending in the right direction. But I remember camp, our first year, it was you and Zadorov, the two big D-men coming in. And I remember, like, holy cow, are these two monsters huge. And you guys would just lay people out in camp and I was like, "This is insane." I remember I got into a few fights because you guys would just destroy guys, and you would not <laughs> no, worry about yeah, playing defense too much. You would just kind of run around, especially Zadorov. You guys were just like killing people, and you nothing's changed with you. You still murder guys, but you've you've found your offensive game a little bit, which is nice because the first year I think you're a little nervous. Now you're quarterback of the power play. How many points you get last year? Like 40, 50?
1: Yeah, like four on forty
0: you're it's unbelievable what's it like to be a cornerstone defenseman for an organization like you're the rock of that decor you and uh rat dolin you and him are like the studs what's that feel like to be a young kid anchoring a d decor like you guys have
1: i mean i mean yeah it feels good you know i get ice time you know power play all situations but you know you want to help the team to win so that's the thing I i would rather you know Play less and you know that the team wins and makes the playoffs, but you know it's been nice to gain some uh, experience, play a lot. So,
0: heck yeah, I think you've played more in one season than I have in my whole career. You get a lot of ice time, and it's well worth it because you're, you're a good player, Risto. So, another thing I wanted to ask you, it's a little uncomfortable. Every time I search your name for the last three years, they are like, Risto Lion is getting traded. What is going on? Is it hard to deal with all the rumors and stuff? Especially this offseason, they've gotten a few D-men, and now it's just like, oh, we're going to trade Risto. Does it bother you that people say that, even though you get 40-plus points, you go against the other team's top line, you log all these hard minutes, and they, they, everyone's having these rumors about trading you when you are arguably the best defenseman on the team? How like It can't feel too good. Like, What do you think when you see those articles?
1: I mean actually I'm I'm that kind of person. I don't I could care less. You know, let people talk and write whatever they want, you know, everyone can say their opinion and I heard about all these trade rumors this summer and we'll see what happens. I don't really care. It doesn't bother me at all.
0: I think that's a good attitude because I used to read the articles and they used to bother me a lot and it's just it gets you nowhere fast. So you're you're a lot smarter than I was at that age. Jeez, when I was twenty four I could barely I don't even think I was in the league yet. Gosh, you're so young, Risto. I can't. It, it, guys, not. Still
1: young. I was a baby when we met my first year, but now I'm young adult.
0: You're an 18-year-old, but you're like a 32-year-old in NHL because you've been there for so long. It's strange. Yeah. It's so yeah, weird. Kind of, so it what's, what's kind of feels,
1: feels, uh, feels weird to have uh, so much younger guys on the team now than me, like six years younger guys. It feels crazy. It I'm is strange. the young guy. Yeah. Yeah, there's no
0: really old guys on the team anymore. Like, who's the oldest guy?
1: Uh, Ocposo, maybe. Uh, yeah. well, I mean Will was there last
0: year, but yeah, he won't be back there this year. Yeah, we'll see. No, he's gone, Risto. He's not coming back. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not going to sign him. They just got Vesey and Skinner and Lazar and Johansson. Not enough money to go around.
1: Yeah, but you need some experience too.
0: Well, listen, I've played 10 years. Get me back there. Talk to I- every guy I interview, I try to lobby for a job. So talk to the Botterell. Tell me, you need some toughness. I would, love,
1: I would love to have you back. Oh, boy. Imagine that. Times, oh, yeah. The, it was different.
0: We could size up the rings right away, I think, because I think the Sabres would win the cup if I came back. I tell you what, we got the team. We just need a little toughness. That's all we need, a little grit, a little sandpaper.
1: Yeah, at least at least the other teams won't be running around anymore.
0: I know. Do you remember that one time we got beat up the last game of the year? Oh, how embarrassing. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Against Islanders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That little Justin Johnson beat, beat me up in front of the home crowd? Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, but you were laughing after, though. I know. I didn't know he was a lefty. It happens. Have you been in any fights? I can't even, I haven't. remember you fighting anybody. Uh, I, I have
1: a couple, but they're not very good ones.
0: What? You got to start throwing that weight around, Risto. You always make the big hits.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I got to the bell once a while.
0: I know. Just beat one or two guys up a year, and you set the tone. Then, you know, give yourself a little room. You, you, don't, don't listen be, to me. I, I don't know what I'm, what I'm talking about. You're an NHL star. Have you been to the All Star game, though? Question. Uh, I know I haven't. Oh, you haven't. I if you didn't, if you don't, I went to the game in 2016. I was the MVP. I don't know if you I saw it. I was. I was watching it from uh, Bahamas. Oh, you were. Oh, that sounds nice. That sounds very nice, actually. <laughs> Bahamas, the bye week in Bahamas. It's not that bad either. So no, not too bad. Oh, good for you, man. Well, Risto, I don't want to take up much of your time. I'm sure you got to go to uh, Hawaii and train next week and then I'm off to like Greece, Greece and maybe <laughs> New Zealand. Zealand. I don't I know. know. That sounds I'm like a nice later, life, buddy. buddy. But, hey, thank you for doing this. Sorry for choking no you problem. out again. again. And uh, no, I'll be in Buffalo this year, so good. we'll, we'll, well grab dinner or a drink or, drink or something. something. Perfect. All right, Risto. Cheers, buddy. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you know, no problem. Yeah,
0: but Thank you guys for listening. Good to be back. Happy belated 4th of July tim anything nope thank you for listening everybody (laughs) this is john larry john and tim cheers cheers peace bye
1: hey guys thanks for listening make sure you're following the show on twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights behind the scenes content sneak peeks and giveaways check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts hats hoodies and so much more And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.